The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Week 9. Can't believe it. We're here. Bear, where the hell is game day this week? South Dakota State hosting North Dakota State. The Dakota Marker game. The what? The Dakota Marker game. What's that? It's a, it's the trophy that they play for. Is it a highlighter? No. I, oh. Digger Phelps will not be the guest oh, picker. okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, what well, quick flight scenario? How do you easy, get the, easy Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Sioux Falls, about an hour drive. Easy. You're getting in a car. I'm gonna get. I'm not. I didn't say I was driving. True or false? You got in a car and for your shortest trip last week to Penn State. False. <laughs> Very false. <laughs> PJ for my man. Uh, Reese Davis. Thank you. Yes. Very much. Appreciate that. Got to have him on. We will have him on eventually. Right, book we'll, we'll, yeah, I will book him. Once we get closer to that, maybe ne- uh, the week after when we're going to anticipate uh, the playoff rankings or yeah. the reaction to the first playoff ranking, then, then I think we uh, we have him on. Yeah, no, Very good. Uh, speaking of, Brian Winhorst, uh, my favorite Ohio State fan on earth, will join us. And, yes, that includes our producer, who's uh, obviously not here. Uh, thank you, Terry, for helping us out today. Um, but I want to talk uh, the top ten uh, with these rankings, what to do with Alabama and Clemson? We have our picks. Uh, also, we have to we have to touch on What's Rucker, going- Rutgers being a dog, and and the Huskies being a double digit. Yeah, favorite. okay. We will get to that. Uh, but let's first uh, start. With I, the I, I almost went online and bought you you and the family some tickets for the game on Saturday, and well, way you could spend the afternoon up in Amherst. Well. Just want to let you know that there's uh, there's this 20-year reunion out in Palo Alto this week for 1999 Pac-10 championship team yeah, that I will be attending. Yeah. Um, so How fun with that? I can't wait to get out A home dog maybe against Summy? Uh, I don't want to talk <laughs> about the game. I don't want to talk about the game. I just I got like 40 guys, uh, RSVP, that are going to be there. I can't wait to see them. Haven't seen most of them in 20 years, so... Shout out to the ninety nine Stanford team. We're gonna we'll do it up this week. Um, but let's start with you're gonna go where, how, now. Billings to Ann Arbor. You're not. No, getting, no, no, no. It's not, it's not Billings. Brookings. Brookings. Sorry. Billings sorry, is sorry. Montana. Billings, that's Brent. Montana. I've been yeah. there. That's part. I, I, that's I, why I, Uncle Brent. Exactly. Shout out. And, Uncle then, Brent. and then after the show, yeah, after the show, we'll go uh, to Ann, Ann Arbor. Arbor. All right, Ann Arbor. You'll be there. My Irish in town, Michigan. I tweeted out, and of course, it. it I get. Just crushed right? Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was marked improvement. And now I know Michigan I, fans don't want to hear about I that. I thought it was, too. But I, you were about to get run. I came, I came away, and I never would have imagined this going into that game, I came away with a more favorable impression yep. of Michigan than I did of Penn State. And I have a, I had a pretty high impression. I thought Penn State's really, really good. But I came away feeling, you know what? I thought there was a chance Michigan can wind up being a 7-5 and five type of team I mean, it looked like it was going to get ugly there, and I'm looking down the schedule. I'm like, what game the rest of the way do you are you totally sure they're going to win? Mm. And then they came back and had a chance to tie the game, and Penn State kind of went into that four corners offense and really struggled there. And I mean, who knows? Maybe if maybe if the Hamler kick return to start the second half doesn't get called back, yeah. maybe we're not having this conversation. But I came away feeling about as good as Michigan as I have all year long after seeing the fight and the comeback in them. Uh, on the other side, Penn State, I'm waiting because I want to see what you do this week. Oh, this is where I, it I'll, is a horrible, <laughs> horrible, 
horrible spot for them. Um, I mean, the last two years, Michigan State's been a double-digit dog, wound up winning outright mm-hmm. both times a couple of years ago, remember, and they had that like three-and-a-half-hour weather delay. Look, they know it's a terrible spot, and they know Michigan State off the idle week after the embarrassment against Wisconsin. Uh, they are they, they're, Their ears are perked, and they, they know that they're going up there and they're going to get Michigan State's best shot. Which is worries me about Michigan in this spot because I feel like Notre Dame, all you needed to know was watch that last week and Brian Kelly could tell his team, whatever you thought, whatever you were told about Michigan, it's not true. Uh, they're going to be ready to go. This is their chance at a marquee win. We know the numbers with Harbaugh against top 10 teams. Is it 1-9 in nine now? 1-10, one in, uh, in ten, I believe. 1-10, okay. But why I like Notre Dame in this in this scenario is Michigan hasn't played a top forty pass yardage offense yet this year. Uh, Notre Dame's faced, I think, secondaries in Georgia and Virginia that are better than Michigan's, uh, especially against Georgia. Ian Book completed sixty four percent of his passes and threw for two hundred and seventy five yards. I like the advantage the Notre Dame offense has on the edges, the perimeter, and their skill guys on offense against Michigan's skill guys. So I think Notre Dame wins the football game. I think it's going to be an awesome game. Uh, you saw what Michigan has. We just talked about it. But I think, look at, I mean, no one was rooting for, we talked about this, no one was rooting for Michigan more than, than, Notre, Dame. than Notre Dame last week. And now they really need to see what Michigan did in that whiteout atmosphere that we hear plenty about. Uh, Notre Dame knows what they have to do uh, if they want to further their season. When I mean that is is getting to the playoff even though the cards are stacked against them now already with a loss. But I expect Ian Book to – I talked about why I liked him at Georgia. He can make plays with his feet. He's as accurate as there is, I feel like. And he's got – I love the tight end. Absolutely love him. And uh, I, I think Notre Dame wins the game, so I'm going to take the Irish. I mean, obviously, I think the number raised a lot of eyebrows when it opened up with Michigan as a four-point four, four favorite. Right. Now it's been bet down, and I'd be – I'd be shocked if Notre Dame didn't wind up closing as a, a one and a half or a two point favorite. So I would, uh, if you like Michigan, I would wait. Okay. Uh, if you like Notre Dame, I, I would. We're in. Get it. Get it now. We're in. Where you are, you you you're gonna lock that in tonight? On how many um, points wins this game? You think? Twenty seven. I was gonna say twenty four. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't think it's a high scoring game at all. I I, I would lean towards the under. I, I think both defenses will will have their way. I'm I'm something's not. With Book, he doesn't look like the same player as he did last year. Really? I mean, I, I, maybe it's because of the, some of the. His, I just he, thought it was more familiarity. He I, just didn't have it with so many new guys. That, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. You know? like, it's still it still is looking like they're locking that big. Maybe he's trying to force too much early because of how good he was last year. He's trying to live up with that and put too much pressure on himself. I, I, I don't know. I think Michigan's offense got it going in that like in that second quarter in the second half last week a little bit, but. Yeah, again, that offensive line against uh, that Notre Dame front, I think that could be a problem. I think it could be a problem on the other side of the ball as well. I, I still, Michigan, no doubt, has an advantage uh, with their receivers. I think they have one of the best receiving corps in in core in the country. And I just worried about them being able to get the ball last week. They got the ball in their hands and they made plays yep. and they moved the chains and they scored. So, I mean, that's a positive for Michigan. It's a huge positive. Patterson was a lot better with the ball, so. I think it's going to be a really, really good game to watch, but I'll, I'll take the I'll take the Irish in this one. Yep. With that, the game of the day is in Baton Rouge. Oh yes, Tiger versus Tigers. Did I see this right? Auburn hasn't won there in twenty years. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. long time. 
Yes, it is. They play every other year. Yep. <laughs> I believe that's what, nine, 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 nine I, straight losses, right? Yeah. For some reason, I I like Auburn in this spot better than I liked Florida going there to Baton Rouge. I think the defense is built better. I love Auburn's defense. It might be my favorite in the conference. I just feel like they tackle in space. I said that after the Texas A&M game. The guys up front, you got that Wardog number five. You know what he's oh, all about. That's the thing. The interior pressure that Auburn's defensive front can give you is something much different than what they had to deal with against Florida without Grenard on the outside. Yeah, so I, I think they have the, the, the issue I have is if LSU could put Auburn in the predictable spots with Auburn's offense. <laughs> and that's where, I mean, this is the healthiest LSU's been up front. Yep. So this is going to be a huge challenge for Auburn's offensive yeah, receivers line. Receivers back as well. Booby's out, so that's going to hurt him in the run game. I know they rushed for a ton last week against that Arkansas, matter. but that doesn't Irrelevant. do anything for me. So when I look at this, I feel like Knicks obviously didn't play well in the swamp. I mean, we saw that it was kind right. of expected right. because he was playing out of his out of his head for, to start the season. But I just how I many just, points are they scoring? I mean, how many points are they scoring in the year? Seventeen. You don't see it. I, that, that, that's probably like tops, I would think. Now, I think they can limit. I think they can. So, getting back to the defense, I think they can limit. Should I say limit? Slow down LSU's mm-hmm. offense uh, from what I've seen. If I was going to play the game, I would play the under. I like I like the under. I just because of Auburn's defense, uh, I feel like it's and and I know Auburn is going to have to try and run the under fifty eight and a half yeah, right now. I like that under. I do. I like the under in the Florida, and I got burned just with those quick scores mm-hmm. early on. And I thought the game played more what I thought in the second half. So I like the the under in this game, knowing. What I can expect from from both, I, I know Auburn has to try and run the football. I'll say it again to win this game, and I think Melzahn's creative enough. Now, when you get in the red zone, you know when your back's against the wall. How, how's your red zone defense against LSU, who's been absolutely unbelievable? Yep. Uh, so I would take a shot at the under. I don't really like the game. I can't wait to watch it. Um, but I, I would take the under in this game. Do you? If, if I, I mean, this is Burrow, one, like what? this is one of those games where like I respect our football power index numbers, uh-huh. and and they have LSU by six, so they're seeing a ton of value with Auburn. And but my eyes are telling me something else in looking at the two teams. Like like if LSU was going to have a hiccup, I, it would have been last week, and they kicked a couple of short field goals early in the game. But Mississippi State just couldn't do anything. What's amazing is if you look at Coach O. Against top ten teams, he's fifteen three and one as a head. Just going, this is going back to Ole Miss, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And he's a dog in a lot of those games. Fifteen three and one against the number, and thirteen one and one against top ten teams, not named Alabama. That's that's one that's, that's one my each point. of the last eight straight outright. Some of his dogs and some some of his favorites, but laugh all you want. But he he he's getting the last laugh. He gets his teams ready to play and. Uh, they get the idle week before the Alabama game. I don't think they look past Auburn. I, I, I think they shut. I think they shut them down. And if, if I had to, pl- if I had to play the game, I, I would. I would lay the uh, the ten and a half or the eleven right now. I think the numbers okay. come down a little bit right now. I, I think one thing to look forward to um, moving ahead in, and I don't know how many people really have thought about the college football playoff rankings yet. But if they win this week, they're going to be number one in, in the college football playoff rankings when they first come out. Because we know how the committee looks at resume. And quality wins, 
and no one's going to have better wins than them in the country with a win at Texas, a win against Florida, and a win against Auburn, three wins against teams that are probably going to be in the committee's top 12 or, or 14 or so. I mean, so I would be, I would be shocked if LSU is not number one uh, in, in the CFP rankings when they go to Alabama in a couple weeks. Uh, so the rankings come out the week before it's they the play fifth, Alabama, is, right? Is it the fifth? Is that the uh, is, is that the other uh, Tuesday? Two weeks the, from Tuesday, last the fifth night. is what it is. It's, yeah, Night of Champions yeah, yeah, Classic. Yeah. yeah, I disagree. You disagree that they'll, they'll be, be number, number one? one? Yes. Hmm. I think if Ohio now here's, here's Peppy, my, Peppy's double up. Oh uh, no, we I have another idea for that. Uh, I think if Ohio State wins convincingly by twenty plus, they're going to be okay. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of your top four, who's out? Put it that way. Do you have Oklahoma out? Well, wh- if you were going to do a top four, they would be five. They would be yeah. okay. Even though they've been so improved, they have a they, good they, win. They, they would be five. Okay, because I, I just think I think Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson are better. Okay, it's all right. Good. Good. I, I, and, I but, but 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 it, does it matter right now? No, because Alabama and LSU are going to play. One of them is going to lose. One of them is not going to make it the SEC championship game. And I think the committee will put the undefeated teams in if they all happen to win out. But we all know they typically don't always all win out. It just gets me. I feel like the Alabama scenario is something I've never seen, and I could be totally wrong. In, in people, I, what What's that number, by the way, if Tua can't play in two weeks? They ain't favored. No, I wouldn't think so. No way. No way. Speaking of that, we're talking about Alabama, obviously the Tua injury. And what I mean by the scenario I've never seen, I feel like if they know they're getting Tua back, obviously, for LSU, and that's the plan, it feels like everything's going to be easy. He's going to have almost three weeks uh, with the ankle. I just i have never seen a scenario where I think if Alabama lost this week, it would help them make the playoff if they won out the rest of the way. Losing at home as a 40-point favorite to Arkansas helps them make the playoff? Yeah. Backup quarterback, then they get Tua back, then everybody – no one will remember that loss. No one will care about it. Well, they do it all the time with those guys. Well, I, I think they would be in, but I, I wouldn't say it helps them. But I, I do think moving forward, if they were to lose to LSU with a gimpy Tua, now you're talking about a different story. Now it's the the ambiguity of the, of the key injuries, everything factored yeah. into the selection. The committee can say, hey – the guy who was the Heisman front runner at the time of his injury, he was not 100% against the best team that they're going to play all year, and they still nearly won the game. Maybe we factor that in. So that's and I can't stand who's who was the who was the Oregon offensive lineman I had to hear about for a whole season because he didn't play against Arizona. Oh shoot! Uh, who, oh gosh, who was that? Jake, um, Jake, uh, Jake Fisher was that Jake? It? F- he was Central Michigan, right? I it was, or, it was Fisher. Jake Fisher because Eric, Eric Fisher's brother, they, they're related, right? Possibly. Now I'm going to have to look. Yeah, Jake, there it is. Jake Fisher, minor leg ailment, slowed him down. And, like, we heard about that at nausea yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. that whole year. And they got in. Uh, I know people And they talk- deserve to get in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, conference champions, come on. By uh, the way, you want, you want to segue playoff right now. Okay. I cannot wait to see what happens if Oregon wins out and they finish twelve and one. Yeah, and like they they should win any other debate with a one loss team. Any they played Auburn in Arlington on a neutral field in a non conference game. 
I think a lot of people felt like they were the better team that night. Mm -hmm. They took the game, led for most of it. If that's their only loss and they don't get in uh, instead of a couple of other teams that have a loss, then don't even even think of scheduling anybody in the non-conference ever again. Until the committee rewards someone in these either-or scenarios that played a game and lost a close one, don't. Go 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 play Weber State. Go, go play New Mexico State. Don't don't play Auburn because uh, the the risk of the loss is greater than the benefit of the win. I just I, committee I'm, sees the loss and that's the end all. I'm worried that the undefeated teams are going to outnumber the spots and then they're going to be left out. Or and, you, you know, or you more you could be worried that maybe Wazoo gets a fifth straight against them this week. Wazoo's covered like eight in a row against these yeah. guys and won like the last four outright, blown them out. Mm. Defense could is be a letdown. Could be a letdown. Last week, by the way, that that was that was the best game. The, the best day. game. I don't want to hear day. anything about it. And and, and and like I think Mario kind of had this like I'm trying to think the right right way to say it like not this negativity but kind of like this thing like people may have like okay his whole SEC toughness mentality and and maybe he's not the best game coach uh, thought of but you know what that was a tangible result last week his whole. We're we're going to be physical on both lines. We're going to win up front. We're going to wear you down. Well, you know what? They did. Yeah. And in the fourth quarter, that mattered, and they won the game, and, and, and good for them. Is there anything more pretty than Easton completing a deep ball, though? God, he can throw it, man. <laughs> that was a hell of a game. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, and they get Utah coming to Seattle. Like it's just You know what's going to happen. Yep. It's just going to be – everybody's going to beat everybody. And then, and then I or, just hope if Oregon does get let out, maybe we could hear from the Pac-12 commissioner about maybe an expansion. Because it's just like there just hasn't been a word <laughs> out of the office, but that's for another time. For the record, and, and, and SC next week on the road too. Yes, sir. We know. Is it, does SC have any healthy running backs left? Oh my god! I mean, steady. Carnes, the step is hurting out too. Brutal. It's like, man, a couple of years back, we were talking about how they had a stable of running backs. Yeah. It's crazy. For the record, my four right now. Do you care? I do. Care. I always care. Ohio State number one. Mm-hmm. LSU number two. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma number three. Okay. Clemson four. You're, you're, I'm you're not dot, buying it. You're I not, they are a quarterback sneak away from being in a one possession game with Tennessee. So now we're giving now we're giving extra credit for teams from almost being in a game with Alabama. Uh yes, yes. See, they, they, if they, we're they, gonna do it to Clemson, then we gotta do it. Well, to them. He, he, I'm All glad right? you said that because I I think with Clemson and Alabama, and I'm gonna make the betting analogy. People like to bet on things they want to see happen. And they want and they want to see Clemson lose, and they want to see Alabama lose because they're tired of seeing Alabama and Clemson. And I think that's where the over criticism of Clemson and Alabama. A lot of it comes, I think, from people. God, we want, I want some, I want, I want fresh teams in the playoff. I'm tired of Clemson. I think people are really just like rooting so hard for if you're if you're not a fan of this team, starting to lose just to. Get someone else in there that you're looking for any little potential thing to. Now has Trevor Lawrence been great? No. Has the has, has has running game gotten going? No. Has Alabama's defense looked like it has mm-hmm. in recent years? No. But at the same time, I, I, I think Clemson's defense is so good. Yes. I mean, I mean, now up front, now we knew in years past that that Dexter Lawrence and Christian Wilkins and, mm-hmm. and Cleveland Farrell and. In Austin, Bright, we knew that those guys could beat Alabama and Ohio State and Oklahoma in the playoff. We don't know if these guys can yet, but their linebackers and yes. their secondary, 
<laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. With the when I talked about last week, I watched start to finish. I had I, I gave out the over in the Louisville game. I thought Louisville would be able to run the game and and do things because I thought that Clemson gets away with playing so much personnel when they play. You know, in the back end and they bring those extra hybrid guys on and play less defensive linemen. This week's a totally different thing when they play Boston College. And my idea with Clemson is you could, when I watch them, it's totally evident to me that all they are hearing, like from family members, friends, like, why aren't you guys winning by more? Why aren't you doing this? And it's just a team that is, it's it's not realistic for them to live up to the expectations of what these people expect. And they're obviously, and Lawrence is obviously playing tight. He's like, what is he? Eighteen, nineteen years old. Like that. That's what I saw last week. Everyone is. I, I think the because they were so good last year, and a big part yeah, of that. Was. And a big part of that was Hunter Renfro in that slot position. Yep. And they have images of of Ross and Higgins and those guys just eighty yards for a touchdown. Unbel- like I think they're missing that Renfro type slot receiver mm-hmm. and and trying to and just. I mean, they they're so more much more talented at the school guys than everybody else. But I. I think that if you're looking for like a reason why that 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 could be a reason they're missing a, a, a Renfro type of guy. But you hear me though, like with the yes, like they can't live absolutely. up to expectations, and that's why they're playing tight. So that's that's what I see when I after I sat down and watched them. Uh, God, they got guys. They just bring guys in. It's amazing to watch. Uh, still thought the over was the right side. Three red yeah, zone probably picks. Was, yeah, Louisville exactly, throwing yeah. a pick in the first series yeah, in the was. end zone. You knew we were in trouble. Right there. side, wrong result. Still almost got there. Um, so I am thinking about going back and getting my money this week on the Clemson over. It's against Boston College. They're at home. It's 58. I just, BC has, um, new quarterback. Yeah. And I worry about them. Uh, cause although I do want to see what Boston College does, uh, schematically against, I mean, are they going to try? Are they going to try and bunch it up and try and run the football on Clemson? I think that plays into Clemson's hands. But one thing to note is it's a lot of three and outs if you do that. Yes, and I think and BC's defense is nowhere no. near what it's been. No. Dylan against Clemson in his two times uh, last year, thirty nine yards and sixteen carries. That was a primetime game, yep. right? You were there, windy, cold night up yep. there last year. And the year before that was fifty seven yards on eighteen carries. Um, BC got it going on the run game last week, but that was NC State. Clemson's only given up 100 yards uh, rusher, and that was last week. In the last 27 games, they gave up a 100-yard rusher, and uh, like I said, last week in Louisville. They've won eight straight against Boston College. Kind of a lean right now. i got to do some more things, right. check out some personnel things, but I'm leaning towards the over in that, uh, in that Clemson-BC um, game. All right, plenty more picks to get to, but bear with a word. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually people just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship to you for free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Bear and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. 
Go to GetRoman.com slash Bear to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash Bear for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash Bear. Leans, picks? I, li- I like TCU against oh, Texas. And I have that game. Right do, do you? All right. No, I, I, go, yes. Um, go ahead. Go. No, no. I, 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 TCU, look, Texas last week, I mean, that, that defensively, I know they've got injuries, mm-hmm. but they've got problems. I mean, now you're going to go against a, a TCU defense that I think is better. You never, you all, you never really want to focus on like a comparative box score, but look at the box score TCU versus Kansas mm. and compare that those numbers and yards per play and all that stuff compared to the the, the, the Texas Kansas box from last week. Um, I, I, I I don't know. I, TCU is, I mean, last year they they were favored in Austin, lost, but uh, prior to that they have handled Texas pretty well, and I I I could see. And this is another game where TCU opened up favored. La money's come in. I can see this Texas going minus three. Yeah, I, I can as well. I mean, two and a, if it gets to three, that would be great. Two and a half, I think for sure. So maybe maybe you want to wait wait a little bit more and. Because you, you know more money is going to come in on Texas. I found a great stat that you can use because I feel like this Thank game you. might be on the board. It could be. Very well a, could be. I have an early lean that it's going to be on the does, board. Does, does I, it, never, I have to watch Saturday mornings because I have no idea what you're going to put up on the board, by the way. I, I, you know, it's, some it's weeks, amazing to Some me. weeks I have no idea what I'm going to put on the board until like like three minutes before the show. I have, I'll have like, like a dozen magnets out. Like which of these six games am I going to? Throw up there. Is your number going to involve uh, like missed tackles by the Texas defense? No, it's not. It's not. Okay. It's not. It's or like, or like one of the like the larger yards per play allowed differences in the country this year. This is a smart number. Smart number. Yes. All right. Here you go. Anything you say is smart. Texas, the Longhorns mm-hmm. are one in five ATS. Mm-hmm. The game after allowing four hundred and fifty yards. The previous game. So in other words, defense struggles mightily. They don't turn it around in one week. Just, right. and, you know, one in five ATS a game after allowing 450 yards the previous week. And, and the other thing too is you, you, that's you, not good. You you, you 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 look at that and you go a little deeper. A lot of points, a lot of yards, a lot of plays last week. A lot of points, a lot of yards, a lot of plays. Red River the week mm-hmm. before. Now you kind of come back a third straight week. You're shorthanded on defense to begin with. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just saying, bad boomer. You really couldn't. These TCU uniforms you're going to see. Uh, make sure you have sunglasses. The, the blood, on. the the the, uh, the blood frogs, right? Yeah. Question for a non. I don't want to say non traditional, but I'm gonna. And when I say that, like you know, everyone knows who their rivals are. Mm-hmm. You know, Texas, Oklahoma. You know, mm-hmm. but in this non rivalry, when it's say TCU, Texas. Mm-hmm. Can you think of another head coach that despises the other side as much as Patterson <laughs> despises Texas? <laughs> it's just a thought. I mean, it's you talk to people around, you know, and, and it's just like, what do you think? Well, Patterson, he he doesn't really oh, no. Texas, and now last mm, year being a, a favorite one. and going there and, and losing. So that's another one for the for the for the desk if you guys want to get a, that's into a it. Good, that's a good that's a good, good water one. cooler conversation. Yeah. You guys should put all the face masks like you did a couple it, it, years it, it, ago. It would be Halloween week. We'll, we'll, there you go. It would be early Halloween this yeah, week. or A little or, treat for the people. Um, 
TCU's only given up over 100 yards, uh, 120 once this year. The offense, they got talent. That's what, I mean, three and three, I did not see this with Pat. I mean, I didn't, I as didn't much as I like expect. Patterson, he, he, it's not been pretty, you know, it, it, and I no. just, I mean, are they, it's not like they're holding back anything. I mean, I know they're starting a true freshman. Um, but I just, Texas was that a letdown against Kansas last week after the Red River? It's just, it's not pretty. I watched that game start to finish. Man, I love Ellinger, though. If this game's tied and the, he has the yeah, ball no, last, he, he, he's he, incredible. Yeah, he, man. He's, like, he's like the, the, God, the, he's the, the Kellen Moore 10 years later. Like, if, if, you, if you need to score call. down in the two minute, two minute drill, you, you want him. And it, was it so obvious? Was it so obvious that they were going to win on the last second field goal? I mean, it was so obvious. I was just worried he was going to miss it because I didn't want to see oh, him lose that game. There was no shot he was missing. All right, no. What's his name? Dicker the kicker. Yes, yes. pretty good. Oh, the producer's back from his hiatus in Nashville as he was uh, hanging out with. Is he? Is he? Yeah, in he's the, best is, friends is he in, now with Luke Brian. I saw not, last he's night. He's not back for media. real. He's just pretending. Uh, it's a puppet back there. It's a, it's a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. I don't think there's going to be much in uh, in at Air Force this week. I like the over Utah State Air Force fifty eight. Utah State's uh, one of the fastest playing teams in the country. Uh, obviously, Jordan Love, the QB, who's going to get some love come NFL time. But Utah State comes in averaging uh, thirty three a game, over four hundred and fifty yards, uh, and the Air Force offense um, averaging over thirty seven. It's a contrast of styles. We know that Air Force offense. Utah State likes to put it up. I just feel like it's uh, the talent on the offensive side outweighs the talent on the defensive side when you look at both sides. So um, the overs coming in a lot for the last six times these two teams have played. So that uh, I'm thinking is going to be in the column tomorrow for an over. Is is Huntley okay for Utah? Have you seen? I don't think I want. You, I had you, that game. Certainly. You want to? You're going to lay 21 with Utah? That offense against Cal's defense if Huntley can't play. I've never seen this before. Cal plus twenty one, over under thirty eight. There's two totals in the thirties this week. Oh yeah, the other it, one's it, a double digits. Yeah, two. Actually, did it go to nine? Nope, still double digits. Iowa ten and a half, over under down to thirty seven and a half. Yikes! I mean, which game would you rather watch? Which game would I rather watch? Yeah, I don't think Huntley's going to play. I would rather watch Cal Utah because I'll root for Utah to win because I need Cal to lose some more games for the season win total. How many can they win? And you, well, you're over and under for Cal at six. six. It, I, I, at worst, I'm going to push right now. I, I think you look; they're not going to win this week. No, they, I know who you're going to be rooting for in the big game. Oh, you're damn right. Cause that's <laughs> probably one of the games that they could win, and then they, and they maybe, maybe they could beat UCLA as well. That gets him to six, and that ridiculous upset in Seattle cost the. Uh, but that was that was a big loss for the uh, for the ticket last week. It was the, the the loss against against Oregon State. That was one you weren't banking on at the start oh, yeah. of the year. You're right. So you kind of got one back, which 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 was good. Um, boy, that my my Big Ten divorcees are begging me this week. They they are they are blowing up my cell phone. Indiana minus one at Nebraska. And Michigan State getting six and a half at home, like they, they they both of those sides look like they're the right side. I have no idea on b- 
both sides in the Indiana and Nebraska game with the quarterback situation. Well, I, I think Indiana is. I think Indiana is better. I mean, other than Ramsey, I think they're okay. I thought that for the going into the yeah. season. I love that kid. Yeah, I, I, I he don't battles. He really. Battles. They might win eight games this year. By the way, Indiana. Yeah. Does that mean you'll answer their calls then? No. Some bowl season. I, I, I mean, I will. I, I'll, I'll let it go to voicemail. Then I'll send a text back. Congratulations what on time it, you got to check what time of night it is. It's too late. You know they're they've had a couple. I get to better early these days too. Uh, Utah, you got to think Huntley if he's not. I don't think he's practiced. And then they got out that, at but, Seattle next that, week. That, yeah, that's like I mean that's three yards in a cloud of dust type win right there. That I mean that could be seventeen nothing. So we could see maybe Cal from you in the column. You maybe could yes twenty one and a half. 21 and a half is better than 21, especially with the dog. Uh, we're going to talk to um, – uh, oh, hold on. I mean, what does it say, 28? And then in a big-time right. steamer condo pick that you can bet your condo on. You almost, you guys they had the, the tag team uh, Winner? steamer last one. Almost went over in the first half. Yeah. Hey, you got to sweat a little while. Oh. Someone got a little excited on that text yeah. chain last week and we got, got silent for a while. Uh, we just got a steamer in. And we actually already talked about the game. And it's a side that I don't think either of us were even thinking of. And the and then in a big-time steamer condo pick that you can bet your condo on. Auburn plus the points. He's going dog? He went dog. Now, if my record serves me, he's like 7-1 and one this year. The Alabama one, was that the only one? Yeah. Uh, Wow. He's got, I can. How many? How long have we been doing yeah, this I'm, with him? I'm just gonna say he doesn't like. I don't. He, I, I, there have, there haven't been too many too pluses. Teams. Yeah, there, there haven't I, been. I can't remember a dog. So your steamer for the week is Auburn plus eleven and a hook. Eleven mm. and a hook. Very interesting. Wow. Um, well, I'll, I'll stay off of Auburn then. Just I mean uh, LSU then just to root for him. All right. Is it time for this? <laughs> Well, we, well, we, we, where are we going? Are we going? Uh, are we going north or are we going south? It's a would you rather. All right. All right. Would you rather be at Warren McGurk Alumni Stadium in Amherst, Massachusetts, or be in Piscataway? Piscataway. Really? Absolutely. Just to see, like. <laughs> Just to see, like, will you freeze, like, coach in a in a in an odd position again as he recovers from his man? I, I, but I actually, mean, just, I just, locked just, in just Utah one and a half earlier this year. You, mm, this is it. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, you need you need this. outside chance. Our pirates don't get it done. Ooh, Huge really game worried. this week. I'm actually Huge about game this week. Reverse bag bet. Uh, yeah, giving out yeah, South yeah, Florida trying huge game this week. I, this this is on, one pirates. that I was, I, I wasn't. This will determine whether we push it or we potentially win. Because I think I think they'll beat UConn. I think they could beat Tulsa too. So this this will determine. This is huge. But I mean, uh, just, just to go to the birthplace of college football on the hundredth anniversary, hundred fiftieth anniversary of college football. <laughs> what say I can took it? Say I watched Liberty in person. Play yeah. a college football game. Liberty minus seven and a half. They're getting a million dollars to go there and play this how, game. How can you not like Has it ever happened before? We tried figuring oh, out. We did one big thing last I, night. I can't I can't think of 
They paid Buffalo Wood. a couple years ago, 900K. They paid Eastern Michigan, the factory, a mm-hmm. couple years ago, lost, but yep. they were favored in both those games. I can't ever remember a team paying a it's school like, and then being an underdog. Like, I, I like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, even when North Dakota State went to Iowa and, and Iowa State and the, like, I was like they, they were, they were favored. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like they were a dog. Is this game going to be talked about on game day? I'm going to damn well make sure you it have is. To. Yeah, just re rack Van Pelt's one big thing. How can you, night. how can you not lay the, I mean, how can, Oh, I, I was. That's well. That's my other point. Is would you rather? Here's the deal. Who out of the four sides of the two games? You got UConn minus ten. They the last time they were a double digit favorite was I think 2014 SMU. They lost the game on mm-hmm. the field with old Bobby D. I got a nugget for you too. When you Bobby D's defense at La Tech. Remember when <laughs> I gave out the over last week? There you go. Uh, I'm gonna be, right. I'm gonna be banking on Bobby D's defense against. Uh, UAB later in the year. Okay. I'm going to need. Don't count on too much. Here we go. Would you rather have UConn minus 10, mm-hmm. UMass plus 10, Liberty minus 7.5, or Rutgers plus 7.5? I'm going to go toilet bowl parlay of the year. The 100 star, rest of the season, absolutely free if lose parlay. Liberty minus 7.5, UMass plus the double digits. Whoa. Now, totally kidding about that whole like rest of the year. Yeah, 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 come on, rest of the year maybe. You How, however, little, little 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 nugget here for you. First time, 2017, you've had two teams exactly one and six play each other. Texas State beat Coastal Carolina as a ten point dog. In fact, each of the last five games where two teams entered exactly one and six, the underdog won outright. Goes back to 2004. Wow. Two really, really bad teams, historically bad. Dogs. Dogs have won lately. Interesting. UMass won in six, ATS the last seven. Does Randy Edsel get a bonus for being favored? I wonder if that's in his contract. No, no. No, It's it's all in game. It's all in game stuff. All in game. Big, big factor here, though. UMass Mm -hmm. is off a bye. Extra time to prepare. Uh, what's that FPI game expectancy or whatever? Oh, the oh, the uh, yes, the uh, the, 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 ma- the matchup quality. So matchup quality. Mm-hmm. So Auburn LSU this it's week like ninety seven ninety seven point nine. Yep. UMass Rutgers. I, I mean uh, UMass. You know what? I, UConn. I have it here. Zero point zero. The old blue Tarski. <laughs> Think about that. Is it on TV? Nesson. Yo, you're going to be sitting at the. Uh, you're gonna be sitting at the uh, at the farm, <laughs> looking at that phone. I am. I actually think it's a three thirty game, so I'm gonna have to be. I'll get it during timeouts. Up and up. Uh, it is three thirty Eastern. UConn oh. minus ten sixty two and a half. All right, I am going in that. You're gonna t- you're going UMass and and Liberty. Yeah, give me give me UMass Liberty in a parlay. Okay. Or, or you can even how about tease it? How about a toilet bowl teaser? Sounds better. How about that? Liberty down to minus one and a half. UMass up to sixteen. How about that? I hit that fourteen last week. The people didn't realize it's thirteen. You have the option: thirteen point teaser, fourteen. It came in last week. I know. Uh, uh, Gil Gil brought it up. Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah. Oh, good. He listens. He 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 absolutely listens Him to and our crack podcast. Run fire. They were. Man. That was great. Crack man. And they started talking too much math for me, and I, I they lost me. 
Um, you, well, how, well, you, what, you enjoyed the all the whole the all sharps, sharps, non sharps discussion conversation. Yeah, it was when Crack talk, started talking about um, probabilities with the uh, quads playing the. Yeah, the, uh, I, I, yeah it, it gets it gets a little much. over my head at times as well. Let me turn on the film and watch. A you little just bit. give me old school. Give me Michigan State, Iowa. What year is this, by the way? Uh, I saw Kirk. Cousins. Kirk it Cousins, is Kirk Cousins, so that's so. probably what with two thousand Cunningham. Yep, ten. Is that what it was? Am I off? No, I'm, no, I'm too 12, early. I'm too early. 12. Yeah. And BJ kind of, I think they show what? Beth Bowens and Mike Bellotti in the booth. Yes, sir. Doing the game. Get it done. So you can maybe take all four teams in a teaser. UConn <laughs> plus three. UMass plus 23 and a half. <laughs> Liberty plus six and a half or five and a half. And Rutgers plus 20 and a half. You wanted to do that, man. That's some bad football. You almost have to, don't you? Just, I mean, we're never going to get that opportunity again. Exactly. That's why we bet UMass Akron. Right. All right. Plenty more picks to get to. Plus, Winhorse with some NBA picks and his thoughts on Ohio State. But bear with a word from Allstate. Stanford Steve and the Bear is brought to you by Allstate because mayhem on Saturdays in the fall is inevitable. Mayhem happens on the field, off the field, and in the polls. Mayhem lives on the wind, in the rain, on the foot of an errant kick, and during a trap game. You'll find mayhem in the parking lot during tailgates, charcoal that's not totally out, an errant football through a window, a flat tire, a lost side view mirror. Allstate protects you from mayhem in the parking lot and outside it, at home and away. You can't stop mayhem from happening, but you can get better protected from it with Allstate. The potential for mayhem during the playoff race is rampant. Underdogs, trap games, unexpected weather, and so on. Get better protected from mayhem with Allstate. Contact a local Allstate agent today. All right. Uh, one game I want to get to before we get to Brian. Tulane feels like it's in the same exact predicament Army as it game. was Army. They were getting points. No, they were giving points to Army. Yes, they were. They're on the road. Option offense. I mean, they got Blitzed. bludgeoned that last week. Uh, shout mad, out to Memphis mad that I saw that. It was like one of those where, where like the, you knew the, right the, away. You knew it, and it was, okay, good, that's fine. Watch something else. If this stays at three and a half, I got to take Tulane. I would agree. Right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, another one I'm looking at is the over in the uh, Maryland Minnesota game. I just don't think Maryland. I'm real. I don't think I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna get there. It's three and a half for the season. They have three. They've been on three. The Temple game's a crusher. Uh, there's an outside prayer of Nebraska or Michigan State. They can beat Nebraska. Happen. And don't don't count out Michigan yet. Come on. Don't. You, it would make Mike Loxley's year okay. to beat Josh Gaddis in Michigan. It would also make my year. So let's go, Lox. <laughs> get it done. Uh, so I like the over 56.5 right there. And I think I mentioned South Carolina. If Garantano starts for Tennessee. Which I think he is. Me, I don't think Mar has been cleared. Give me South Carolina uh, for sure, uh, minus the 3.5 or 4. Uh, you had a thought you wanted to get to on UCF. Yeah, it, it seems like a lot of points for Temple to be getting. They nearly beat him up there a couple of years ago. Uh, McCray isn't playing. We've seen Temple pull a couple of outright upsets already. This clearly is not a, a good UCF defense. Mm. It seems like a lot. It seems like a lot of points. I, 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 I don't know if Temple will be an official pick, but I, I it seems like Temple would be the, uh, the, the 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 play there in my mind. I just worry that. UCF could see somehow SMU just blitz Temple because uh, they I yeah mean, there's a chance that, that SMU offense huh for Good. real 
Are they going to win the league? They might. They could. What a story. Big game next week up in Memphis. Down in Memphis, I should say. Are you going there? I might. I might be. I might be there for game day and the ABC primetime game. I could be there for one or the other. Okay. Stay tuned. I would bet bet that I am in Memphis at some point next week. Would be. I know. Would be would be my guess. Oh yeah, that, uh, no offense, but the slate. Hey, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you gonna, what were you gonna put Miami, Florida State in primetime next week? <laughs> I wanted to get through the podcast and not mention those two teams. Come on, sorry, uh, erase that. Is Arkansas gonna score? No, no, I, I don't <laughs> think so. No, I, I don't. I think I think this is a. I think this is like one of going to be one of those like. We're like everyone. I think now is like, "Whoa, is me!" Like, not "Whoa, is me," but like, "Oh, poor Alabama with no Tua." I think this will be like one of like Alabama's most difficult weeks of mm-hmm. practice of the year. And those guys will be breathing fire on Saturday night. I, I think this is as ugly as they want it to be. All right. Uh, what else you got before we get to my man, Mister Winhorst? What What do you think about that game? Oh. Wisconsin, Ohio 14, State. Fourteen, I like. I would buy the thirteen and a half. Take Ohio State. Fourteen or fourteen. Like I, I, I could see it going both ways. Uh, I think we're going to see Wisconsin on winners tomorrow night. Uh, plus fourteen and a so? half with Van Pelt. Um, I'm scared to death of Ohio State, man. Yeah, I don't want to get in front of that train. Um, and we've talked about the Wisconsin defense. It did not look well last night, and I call it the Syracuse basketball theory. I know they went to US, USF and started the year there, okay? But you play all those home games and you get all those pats on the back yep. and then you go out on the road and you face a little reality, just like Bayheim used to do. Yep. Still does with Syracuse basketball. Yeah. They never play a freaking road game or out of the state of New York. Yeah, then, you, then, then you go to BC for your first conference road game yeah. of the year. And- um, I just don't – I mean, I hate giving double digits. At least you're at home. But every game's over in the second quarter. Uh, have I, you watched the Maradona documentary? No, I heard it is incredible. That's what I did during the second half of Ohio State <laughs> in Northwestern last week. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Book it for the flight. I will. All right. I will. You got. I, I want. I want to look and see it. I need to go back. You think Illinois is going to be a popular I, pick this week? I had Purdue circle. Yeah, I, I, I think Moore's back. That's that's dangerous. Let's find out. What about? I missed out what on about my, the victory bell. I missed out on my, my, my Eagles last week, getting points, getting all those points against I know, Western Michigan. No, I can't believe I felt you did bad. That. Yeah, that was that was. Are they old. getting points again? Yeah, they're getting three and a half against Toledo, who's probably down there uh, starting quarterback. Man, that that conference this year is incredible. Yeah, it's, who who had Ball State, Kent State is your uh, not title game? Not I. Uh, anything else, sir? We're ready for. How about Hearn minus three and a half? That seems easy out UCLA. It does seem easy. Really interested to see Oklahoma on the road against Kansas State. Very interested. I just feel like, I just feel right. if, there, if there's going to be a, a low scoring game, it's going to be that one. All right. You know where they where they face a little Manhattan will be jumping. All right. Uh, all right. So for me, I am looking at. You know, you know what you know what might be a, a game too that I'm just read down the rotation. Like, didn't Colorado State just suspend their leading rusher as well? Uh, so they down like the starting quarterback out there, and, and at Fresno State, I like. I mean, Fresno. it's it's not they it's, it's hard. yeah they they do they're not as good as they've been in the last couple of years. But how many points is CSU going to go there and score? Mm. Kentucky has got nobody healthy. 
Missouri, double digit home. Doing? It's what was doing? Run the ball, and it was almost so predictable. I all it was one of those games. I looked at. I'm like, and I said to myself, "It's going." I'm like, like watch Vandy like beat them after losing as a massive favorite against UNLV. All right, not sure what's making the column, but here's what we're looking at: the Maryland over uh, fifty six and a half, Utah State over fifty eight, South Carolina minus four, possibly the Clemson over fifty eight, Notre Dame plus one, TCU plus one. You go, sir. Um, uh, I think there's a very strong chance you'll see TCU in the column. Okay, I think that's for one. I think there is a chance you could see Alabama under in the column. Love it. I think it's a it's okay. It's a zero. It's it's a it's it's a zero for Arkansas. So it's a question: Is it, is Alabama going to score? Najee Harris in your daily fantasy. I could see myself maybe being on Texas Tech against Kansas. Oh, less love. Yeah, I, 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 that numbers come down. I I, okay. I, 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 I could see myself being there. We talked about Indiana and Michigan State. I just refused to do it, even though, oh, gosh. Uh, Cal is a possibility, getting okay. those points. Temple is a possibility. And I think that's, uh, and then, of course, the uh, the toilet teaser. I mean, you're putting, now I'm putting that in the column, by the way. Don't you? For, yeah. Absolutely putting the toilet teaser in the toilet column. Toilet teaser. All right. That's the recap. By the way, the, 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 the if you are into the power rating deal, the, uh, the the biggest discrepancy of the week in terms of power rating uh, is SMU-Houston. Now, I'm a little hesitant because I don't know if the full adjustment's been made for Derek King being out, but we have the SMU-Houston game a lot closer than the uh, the spread. We've got Houston by six. I would, uh, if you wanted a Thursday night teaser, we've been doing well, we'll tease uh, SMU and the over. Get those numbers down. All right. Uh Awesome get here with Windhorse on the day that real NBA season starts. He's got a couple fired up. over-unders. You have a proposition for him. Yep. He also gives us plenty of other teams that he likes and to keep an eye out for. Uh, and he is the number one Ohio State fan, so we, we wanted to look at Ohio State and Wisconsin with him. Um, but You'll enjoy it. Yeah. We taped it earlier, but you'll, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> we welcome in our personal Ohio State insider, He's a uh, a maniac Buckeye fan for his whole life, as you all are. Uh, Brian Windhorst <laughs> joins us from Los Angeles on the the real opening night of the NBA season. We will talk NBA. Bear has a fascinating uh, possible, co- you know, a, a relative question to the college football playoff if it were the NBA. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Brian, you are a, a, a diehard Ohio State fan. And you know, I we've we've gone back and forth over the years just talking college football, and I, I just love how you look at things, knowing where your fandom is, but also you know being a smarthead and being a college football fan. When you look at this Buckeyes team, I think they're the best team in the country. I think they've proven it, and I think they will throughout the season. What's the biggest difference you see in them from this Ryan Day era starting to the Urban Meyer years? I don't want to say anything bad about Urban Meyer. Come on. I know he's in L.A. too with Fox right now, but come on. I don't think that on Saturday nights we always had the advantage on the headset. I think the recruiting, he is elite, maybe one of the best of all time. Uh, I think in program leadership, awesome. 
I think on Saturday nights we didn't always have the best representation out there. I don't. I just don't think he was great in the game. So we have this incredible sweet spot that I didn't necessarily see coming. Uh-huh. Um, but they have all of Urban's players. Mm-hmm. So we have four top five classes in a row. We're stocked with speed. Like you watch the the speed is just stunning. Like when I I, I watch a lot of Big Ten games and like I mean I have no idea what will happen on in the shoe on Saturday. But like when I watch. Michigan and Wisconsin play, mm. I don't see the same speed. Now that I've said that, watch, they'll be blasted by. But um, So they have all the talent, and now I think they have the guy on the headset during the games, I think is an upgrade. And I think that's one of the reasons why Ohio State is dominating this year. Basically, they've ended every game in the second quarter mm. because they come out, they see what kind of junk the teams are going to play against Ohio State for every team that's played Ohio State so far this season, it's been the biggest game on their schedule. Yeah. And so they have all these secret formations and secret plays, <laughs> and they trot all that stuff out. And it may work for a few minutes. They may get it. But then once Ryan Day begins to – he doesn't even take the halftime. He's been making the adjustments in like the end of the first quarter, and then they just blow teams out in the second quarter. Combined with the fact that their schedule – is favorable this year that they're super tough games. Mm. Uh, Wisconsin and Penn State are home, and their big non-conference game was Cincinnati. And I mean, Cincinnati is a quality team; uh, they're a top twenty ranked team. But you know, they didn't have to play at Oklahoma. They didn't have to play at Florida State. And I think next year they begin a home and home with Notre Dame. So I think everything is kind of aligning, plus the lack of expectations. And you have this little magical ride that we're on right now. So you've got each of the last five years, they, they've, you, you hit on Urban and the coaching and how they had that one like mind-numbing loss, like the game that they had no business losing, uh, that they wind up losing. Uh, stress level, how high are, are your concerns that the game that they have no business losing that they're going to wind up losing this year is that game at the end of the year in Ann Arbor? <laughs> I know, I know. I don't, it's like, here's the thing, like, in those games, like the Iowa game and the Purdue game, there was like major trouble in the first quarter, and you're like, okay, they'll be alright, but yeah. they weren't alright. This year, I feel like if they get into major trouble in the first quarter, first half, that they can get over it, so I feel better about that. But, um, you know, watching Wisconsin, I watched Wisconsin, Illinois last, last week, and then I watched, um, Penn State, um, Penn State game, um, you know, I just I, I just think that Ohio State's speed is just such a huge advantage. And um, also, here's the other thing. I am not over, Bear. I am not over. And I'm not one of these guys that holds on to things, but when it comes to Ohio State football, Sounds I, like you are. I, have a, I have a blind spot. I have a blind spot. I'm not over the Michigan State loss when they, when they had Zeke Elliott. Oh, and uh, in my ball. mind, that was their best team. In fact, mm. I went to the Fiesta Bowl that year when they played Notre Dame, and – and as as Zeke was scoring like four touchdowns in the first half, I was actually melancholy because I realized that this was actually the best Ohio State team of my lifetime, and they were playing in the Fiesta Bowl a week ahead of the college football playoff because I felt that the game plan was so flawed. And last year, it drove me up a wall that they would not give the ball to, to J.K. Dobbins more. Every single week, I was so frustrated that they felt like they had to give – Mike Weber, 
the carries, or at least mm. to split the carries. It drove me crazy. And the people who cover Ohio State, who I really trust, who I talk to, they're like, well, look, Mike Weber is faster than J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins doesn't have that like super elite breakaway speed that you want from your, you know, your dominant running back. I don't care. He is a great, great back, and it would drive, would drive me crazy that they don't, you know, it's, Zeke Elliott should have won the Heisman that year, oh. and he sh- and they should have used him against Michigan State. And I realize he was in the hospital that week and whatever, but I'm not over it. And I just feel like the game plan takes more advantage of the talent that they have. Um, so hopefully I haven't jinxed it for this week. It's funny. Yeah, 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 the, 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 even I think Urban, like now that he's out of the he's kind of admitted like that. That's the loss that, that stings him the most. And I think he, uh, he, think he wishes he could have a do-over on that as well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that team was so so good. They, they, you know, the other thing is they when they won their their title, which was one of the most both times they won a title, sort of in in my lifetime. The the year they won in my uh, they beat Miami in overtime, yep. and then obviously the uh, the Cardale Jones run. Both were so amazing because they were so unexpected, and so um, you know I remember seeing. Um, um, uh, you know, we were going down to our third string quarterback and and just. You know, seeing uh, JT Barrett laying on the ground against Michigan with his with his foot, you know, yeah. basically sideways, and just having this 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 pit in my stomach, and like, so what? We're in the Big Ten championship game. So what? And um, the ex the you know the the fact that the expectations were so low, and they they were you know with the one the Trestle won, and then the Urban won. I I think that sometimes Ohio State struggles when the when the expectations are high, and that here we have again. Okay, now they now they have. Uh, the reason I'm, I think they've got a shot is because they've got a top 10 defense and a top 10 offense. That's what I, I like about it. But there is not expectations coming into this year. And so I almost feel like that fits the last two times that they've been able to pull it off. I, I agree. I don't know if you got a chance to read Bruce Feldman's thing this week uh, after calling their game Friday night. He just wrote a thing yesterday about the differences he's seen. And I, I just agreed with everything he said. You know, the idea of Chase Young being a leader and taking the Unblockable. team. Unblockable. Yeah, it's, Unblockable. It, it, it's really good. It's It's got to be refreshing, and that's why I want to get your take on it. I do have to ask, with you being an Ohio football fan, if Ohio State played the Browns, who are you rooting for? <laughs> Ohio State. Oh, I mean, okay. I, f- I follow the Browns. <laughs> yep. I, uh, I'm i a fan of Ohio State. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, you are also a I, – I, you're my favorite Mac football historian. Uh, knowing that you've, you've so many of them, yeah, uh, they, no one's been to more games I know personally than you. If you were going to do a Mount Rushmore of Mac quarterbacks in your lifetime, can you can you come up with four? Um, let me tell you a quick story. Um, uh, so I went to Kent State, you but sure I did. really didn't I follow their sports programs when I was in school. I mean, it just sort of explains my Kent State experience. <laughs> but I I I covered. I covered Kent State um, uh, for a couple of years as my first job out of college. I was a beat writer for the Akron Beacon Journal covering Kent State Athletics. Mm-hmm. And the first year I covered them was 2001, and they were 5-5. Five and five. They hadn't had a winning record in 15 years. And they played um, the day after Thanksgiving – in uh, front of 300 people on a freezing day, <laughs> they played Miami to go 6-5 and five to try to have their first Which winning Miami? record. Miami of Ohio. Okay, got it. Just want to make Big sure. Mac, I know. It's right. Ohio U. We're a national podcast. And, so. 
and we had this um, uh, Kent State had this defensive or this outside linebacker um, who absolutely refused to lose. His name was James Harrison. And one of the most, he's probably the most dominating college defensive player I'd ever seen until a guy named Khalil Mack, who I begged the Browns to draft because (laughs) he reminded me so much of James Harrison. Um, But anyway, here was a freshman at the University of Miami University of Ohio, um, a mobile freshman quarterback, by the way, a spry, about 215 pound tall guy named Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. Okay, Ohio, um, uh, Miami's driving for the win. It's 24-20. They need a touchdown. They get to first and 10 at about the 15-yard line. And James Harrison is playing his last game of his senior year, wanting to go out with a winning record. He hit Ben four straight times. (laughs) He didn't sack him all four times. And on the fourth down play, they had to go for it. It was like fourth and like 23 um, they put two linemen in a in a in a blocker or, or in like a back to chip over there, and James just put his hand down, went right over him, grabbed the, the poor left tackle had no chance, grabbed Ben by the by the neck by the uh, shoulder, and just played, spiked him on the ground. Still one of my fa- I, I I wonder if uh, footage exists of that because I think James Harris. Of course, I'm going to be biased. I yeah. think James Harrison's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, two Hall of Famers playing on a on the Friday after Thanksgiving in front of 300 people, watching them both play. I mean, um, but I saw Dante Culpepper play yep. in the MAC. Um, um, but th- the two guys that I I mean, I don't think of quarterbacks yeah. in the MAC as much as I think of James Harrison and Khalil Mack. Okay, two of the most I've never seen linebackers dominate games. The way I saw those two guys do it, I'll, and, I, and I mean, uh, obviously they did it partially because they were so athletically more gifted. It wasn't that they were like the greatest linebackers ever, but it was because they were the so far the most athletic players on the field. And sometimes you see guys like that, and in a setting in the MAC, they stick, they 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 explode, they they bounce off the field. They're so impressive, and um, uh, those were the I was uh, I was great at uh, parlays back in those days because <laughs> there was this guy who ran these parlay sheets uh-huh. and you'd, you'd pick you pick five and early in the season like we didn't have coverage the way we do now no so like late 90s early 2000s early season just like september you know western michigan would be playing at iowa Ball State would be playing at Indiana, and these lines were all off. Not necessarily that the, the MAC teams were going to win, but these lines were all off, you know. And I would clean up because I just knew about these MAC teams, mm. you know. Um, uh, you know because they, you know, it was like oh, uh, Ball State's playing in Indiana, um, twenty six and a half, and I'm like, no, Ball <laughs> State's Prince. good. That's, you know, or like, you know, I'd see, uh, I remember one time, um, there was this one day where I, I, I hit all five. Wow. And, um, and the last one was a game at Indiana and I had covered, uh, a game at, at Miami of Ohio and I was driving along the border trying like hell. We, we didn't have smartphones back then. No, we did not. You know, <laughs> you know, so like, 
you could you could find a sports bar where ESPN would be on. You could get the score. Or I was like scrolling through, hitting the scroll button on my my car uh, radio, thinking the Indiana Radio Network's got to be got to be on here somewhere. <laughs> and you know, finally, I picked up, and I think they were playing Central Michigan, and the line was off, and I'd hit the first four, oh. and I'll be damned if like. You know, Central Michigan didn't get a late touchdown to cover. Oh, oh darn! Those b- back in those days, I was—I I actually had value. These days, I don't have any value in that regard. Yeah, it's crazy to think you, you hit on the linebackers, like athletically better. That was like when Marshall went to the MAC, and then you got Randy Moss just absolutely yeah. running free in some right. of those games, just First unbelievable. Year. Oh. <laughs> um, First year they were in the MAC. Uh, we do. We can't let you go without we get, getting a little NBA. Uh, you and I have been going back and forth uh, the last week. You know, just looking at NBA over under and just expectations. Like it's you know, you were on with Van Pelt the other night, and we just wanted. To, it's refreshing to have a season where there's so much unknown. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm imagining you if you played parlay cards in the '90s, you've definitely taken a look at <laughs> some of these over unders for season win totals. Yeah, in I the don't, NBA. I don't bet anymore. I, I know, Mr. I'm not Mr. saying Sanford, you do. I just, just so you know, <laughs> I understand. And uh, you know, if you were gonna, if you, what numbers jumped out? Maybe an over or maybe an under. You know, a number that jumped out to you, East West Conference, whatever. Uh, that you just, you just feel like it's, it, 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 it's going to be tough to attain for those certain teams. I don't know where the number is right now, but I know that at least recently the um, the Warriors were at forty eight. Uh-huh. I think maybe they'd slipped to forty seven and a half. Maybe they went from. I just I think they're in trouble. Okay. Um, now Steve Kerr come. I felt this way before Steve Kerr came out and said Clay Thompson wasn't going to play. My guess is when he said that, that's possible that it's it fell a little bit, and maybe it's now at forty six or something. But. Um, I think that they're in trouble, especially if they have any injury. If Steph sprains his ankle and misses ten games, if Draymond, you know, tweaks his shoulder and misses eight games, they have no margin for error. They're, they're hard capped. They're the, they've already got some injuries. I, I just I, I could see them. Ba- I could see them getting into the playoffs at, at the back end. I just think they're really going to struggle. Um, I think Steph is going to average thirty three points a game. Okay. But I think in the Western Conference, I, I think that that number was too high. Um, another number, and I don't know where it totally settled. And this is—it's a little bit worrisome because you're trusting in guys who haven't done it before. But I thought the Bulls' number was too low. All right. Um, I think the—I I think some places I thought—I I think it was 37. Um, I think the—I think the Bulls are going to challenge for the playoffs. I, I think they're—I think they're going to be better. Okay. And, uh, Kobe White, who they drafted, had the highest scoring average of a rookie, I think, in a decade um, in the in the preseason. Um, so, but the Bulls' number was low, and the Warriors' number was high. Um, but uh, I don't know where they settled. I wish I, I had it right in front of me right now. You, you, you mentioned parlay, so the natural segue is. Uh, they, 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 they have these things out in Vegas where you can parlay a bunch of different sports with with each other. Now, I, I don't know if you know my style. I, I don't want the Lakers. I don't want the Clippers. Give me the next four teams that have a chance to win the title outside of the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah, I would say any bet on the Lakers is a bad bet because you're never going to get the right price. Like, yep. and I, I don't, I honestly. Like, don't even tell me the odds. Don't even, when somebody says, "Oh, like last night," they were like, "Oh, the the, the Lakers are favored by three and a half." I go, <clears throat> "That's a bogus line." 
because all of these all of these Laker fans bet the hell out of the Lakers, especially in Vegas. So I almost think that I would I would almost issue an edict unless you're talking about totals. I would almost never bet on the Lakers because you're because even if you felt good about the the bet, it's going to be a bad price. Mm-hmm. All right. Having said that, um, the the for some reason the Bucks are undervalued. Um, <clears throat> the Bucks, in my mind, have the league's best player. Gotcha. Uh, now, Kawhi may be the best player to have in a playoff series, but hmm. I think the Bucks are undervalued. Um, I think the uh, the 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 Nuggets are a tremendous bet, especially when they're at home. Hmm. Any Nuggets home game, especially when the opposition is coming off uh, of the West Coast, even if they've had a day off. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. The Nuggets are going to just be a tremendous home team. Um, it wouldn't stun me, you know, short of them, you know, having major injuries. I could see them winning 37, 38 games uh, at home this year. So um, I think the Nuggets at home in a regular season are as good of a – again, assuming that Jamal Murray – and Nikola Jokic don't run into each other and knock each other cold in the second week of the season. Um, so I, I like uh, you know the Nuggets, especially when they're playing at home. Um, and I also think the Jazz. Uh, I don't know if the Jazz have enough to win <coughs> three playoff series, um, but the Jazz are built to be very good. They're going to be great on defense. Um, they they address some some weak spots that they had with Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich. They also have a really nice bench, so even if they have an injury or something, they're going to be good. I, I don't know if uh, Donovan Mitchell can score under massive pressure in a playoff series. That still has to be determined. But um, really, really like those teams. All right, uh, I have on one side the Warriors are down to forty six and a half, and your... yeah, it's not as good. It was better at forty eight and a yeah, half. It was better I understood. There. And your Chicago Bulls at thirty three and a half, way too low. Right. I mean, I, I could have, uh, I would feel, I would feel okay about them at thirty six. Okay, going over. Mm. Um, All right, there you I, go. I, I room for the people. I, I now that I've said it, I'm screwed. Last year, I said one of the best bets on the board was going under um, the Kings at like eighteen and a half because they were the worst preseason team I'd ever seen, <laughs> and then they were competing for the playoffs in the last week of the season. So it tells you. <laughs> Just, just, just for a little background <laughs> on my suggestions. All right, uh, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. One more on the way out. The Sixers have the ball late in the game. Who's taking the final shot? It's a big problem. Mm. Um, probably Tobias Harris. Wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, at least yeah. we have videos already out today uh, with no uh, mandatory shoot around. Ben Simmons is shooting threes at the gym by himself. So. At least we have that. Well, you can shoot him in the gym. Until you start shooting him in the game, it doesn't really (laughs) matter. Uh, Very well. Thank you. I know you got so much to do today on the the real opening Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good one. I enjoyed it. Bear, I'll be enjoying watching you work on Saturday. I I, I appreciate that. I'll I'll be enjoying watching you work later tonight as well. (laughs) Thank you. Steve, I don't ever care about you work. You've got a big scam going. You never actually work. That's true. That is true. Thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words, Brian. (laughs) Take care, guys. See ya. Thanks again to Brian for doing that. Awesome having a real Buckeye fan uh, on the podcast. Yeah, I, I, our, think, I, th- I think as our producers he, touring uh, Nashville. I think he approves of the Ryan Day hire as head coach. Oh, you think? <laughs> love when love yeah. Brian. Um, 
Check out all his stuff uh, on Twitter. He's, I, he's I, the best. I was a little disappointed he didn't go really deep on the Mac quarterback stuff because I wanted to get a yeah. I, 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 caught I, him I, want, I, I wanted to get like a Ryan Hujak mem- yeah. mentioned from like two uh, ninety five. Those Toledo teams were good with Hujak and with Sean Tate. We could also oh. got into Mac hoops. Yeah. Antonio Gates back. Like mm-hmm. if you ever want to talk yeah. to somebody about that, Wally Zerbiak. Oh, he's incredible. Uh, all right, I, 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 there'll, there'll be a time for that. I think I sent I sent a uh, a late February, early mid March. Maybe we ch- chime in, focus on some of those great Mac and we can NCAA revisit his picks. Ben Braun, Eastern Michigan, former Cal. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Brookings. You're going yes. to Brookings. Brookings, South Dakota. Okay. What What's on? We got to. We got to. Actually, we we little little no local knowledge. By the way, I mean I'm gonna, I'm gonna th- thumb through my. Uh, my, uh, my my text right now. I was told, actually, this is a a Kirk Herbstreit suggestion from uh Whoa. from uh, Connor McDermott's family. Okay. I'm, I'm told we need to go to Nick's. Nick's. Nick's best look ha- out and best Brookings. hamburgers they've ever had. Come on, I'm just I'm just saying. And so I, I would be I would be surprised if we you did not find us at Nick's on uh on Thursday evening. Also, please. Tweet or uh, send us your pictures from tailgating in Piscataway or Amherst this week. I want to see the people tailgating at the toilet bowl <laughs> challenge. Uh, I will re- automatic retweet, automatic repost. And shirts, you shirts are plenty. Please just keep them PG rated. All right. Uh, week nine in the books. I can't believe next week we're at week ten. November. Yep. And uh, homework assignment is uh, we need a four from you next week. All right. That's your homework. We need, we, uh, we, uh, Year four. If the playoff was started next week, all right? Okay, so we, we can we can work on that. Well, yeah, let's I'll say what they were. Assess. So, well, it, 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 no, I'm just saying, a little extra right, film work right. if you want to get it's it. It's Alabama or LSU and then Oklahoma and Clemson and, and uh, Ohio State. So those would be the four if the season ended then. All right. Take us away. It's hard to do it because Alabama and LSU haven't played yet. Correct. Bad last week. However, this week, the less you bet, the more you lose when you win. <laughs>